Hi, all, and welcome back to another episode of the Win and In podcast. I am your host, Eric Darenheim, and today I am joined by two regulars at this point, our regular guest, Mr. Jonathan Wyatt. How's it hey, going? Eric. Hey, you- Gabe. Thanks for having me. Okay, and then that's perfect. That transitions right into my next guest, Mr. Gabe Hohenstein, the master behind Sneep itself. How's it going? Hey, that's me. That's you. Welcome. <laughs> how you guys? Okay, so how you guys feeling after seeing some uh, battle hardens, uh, Columbus go down, and now we're getting into the first week of nationals, and we just got through with Australia nationals. There's a ton of nationals that happened this week, though. There's like Austria, Vietnam, Malaysia, all over the place. Um, has anything really stuck out to you? I'll start with you, Jonathan. Uh, Ultim. <laughs> Sing a lot of the old man, you know. Time to respect your elders. Yeah, he's hella prevalent right now. Um, he he's been winning. He took the Battle of Harden in Columbus. He took Australia Nationals. Um, I, but he took the French Nationals. Uh, yeah, we're we're seeing a surge in Oldham players, um, and the hero is definitely becoming one of the most played heroes alongside Briar. It looks like. Yeah, Tales of Briar is taking over like hugely. Ah, poor Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Rip, rip. But, Don't tell Yuki. Yeah. <laughs> well, but even I'm... Yuki's off Lexi. <laughs> oh God, it's it's tragic now. Yeah. What are you saying, yeah, Jonathan? Get off of it. I, I mean, so I think one of the one of the really interesting things about like this time period right now is that there are a lot of events, like you mentioned. So I'm really happy to to be able to kind of watch that and kind of look at the data because the data doesn't necessarily come freely in the flesh and blood space. Sometimes you do have to do a little bit of homework, and this is where you can you can separate yourself from the rest of the crowd if you're willing to go through the effort. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Uh, yeah, because you're getting a ton and ton and ton of results, and it's kind of exciting. Um, I think this is probably throughout these next three or four weeks, we're going to see more deck lists added on the Fab TCG site than ever before, and that's fun. I like that part. How do you? What do you think on this week's of Nationals, Gabe? Has anything stuck out to you? Um, I mean, definitely like Jonathan's saying, the old guy whomping people with a hammer. Um, but besides that, I think the biggest thing that I took away was, did you see all the gold foils that were given out? Like the ones that were opened on camera? No, I did oh, not. Yeah, it's crazy. So I saw I saw a couple of videos of people opening them. And first of all, there's going to be so many more gold foils hitting the market. But second of all, like the winner's gold foils weren't that exciting. Like I haven't seen like one like jaw dropping gold foil. Oh, like I saw a ghostly touch. I was like, gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense to them. I mean, it's better than what I could ever get. Uh, I saw a sleepy girl. I saw a heart of ice. Just like a couple like B tier gold cold foils for winning the events. And I was like, I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah, I, I think Crown of Seeds. That's what you're referencing when you say CP Girl, right? Yeah, yeah. So that one's that's a that's, good card, I, I think, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is banned, so you can only play it in one format currently. Right. But <laughs> that card's going to be legendary status soon. I, 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 I mean, bring back Corsham <laughs> Briar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really interesting to see these gold foils coming out because, um, you know, 
uh, as they're only focusing on kind of the newer sets, and those those newer heroes aren't as prevalent in the meta yet, um, I, I don't think if we see value rise in them, especially given the economy right now, um, it might be later down the line. So you, mm. you never know. Um, so it may feel a little lackluster now, but um, you know, just like how Briar and Ultim have only recently gained prevalence in the meta now that Prism and Chain are gone. Mm. Like, um, you know, we might have to wait till the Uprising heroes can... So are you you telling me that my gold foil Heart of Ice, I should not be selling right now. I should be holding on and instead buying gold foils right now. Yeah, get them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's Pokemon 2.0. It's a fancy Pokemon. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, how, yeah, okay, no, let's talk about that for a second. I like that. Um, so we're getting a lot more in the market, and you're saying that, uh, Jonathan, you're saying that, uh, we're not gonna see like prices go up necessarily because there's just more in the market, and these aren't gold foils that are, as you're saying, Gabe, really sought after, mm-hmm. but. Does that affect any of the gold foils, like in general? Like, does that, like, as far as the marketplace, like, does that, you know, would we expect an increase of like A tier gold foils, or would we just expect to just see an overall decrease in general, just because more gold foils are out there? Man, that is that is the question of the day. <laughs> I, I mean, like, realistically, um, I, I think there are a couple factors that are involved here, and some of them being that you have older gold foils, right? So therefore, there may be more exclusivity to those those elder gold foils, um, as well as if the if the hero becomes living legend, the gold foil value might actually decrease somewhat, um, depending on when that hero hit living legend. And if they they aren't coming back anytime soon, at least until that that new format, the living legend format comes out, um, who knows if that living legend format will actually um, bring prevalence back to that hero at least in a more casual setting so i think there are just almost too many factors to count just because if gold foils do continue to be prevalent yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure there's just way too many factors i i, I will say that i'm not going out of my way to buying uh too many gold foils and if i am i'm buying some of the older ones yeah no to put on that point um i so we everyone knows Alpha Investments and all that jazz, correct? I'd imagine at least at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I messaged him the other day because I'm on the Patreon with a like exactly that question because I knew uh, one of my buddies was trying to sell a couple gold foils, and basically all he said was they're just they're pretty card and not a whole lot else to them. They're just rare, but who knows where that market will go? Um, he's like personally, I wouldn't own them just because of the high price, and he'd rather just have sealed boxes or other things and putting the money into the gold cold foils we uh i guess yeah i mean honestly i i don't know obviously i'm not james white i'm not a employee of lss but i gotta imagine the whole point of gold foils wasn't necessarily to like give about this like lucrative item as far as like monetary wise because you also win money right I'm pretty sure the gold foil was supposed to be more of an ornamental card that you use as bragging rights, not so much as a card that you sell. I'm pretty sure that was the design that LSS was going for. But obviously, with that rarity, it, it does have a market value. 
but this might be going more like when we're seeing more gold foils come out, this might be hitting more of what LSS or James White intended. That's a good point. I feel yeah, really it, smart with that point. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. I definitely think that um, it, it really... I, I like to see people bling out their decks. So if if you have gold foils, I, I really put a little bit more respect on that, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I just like to see other players playing with something that either they've earned. Um, now, necessarily, if you go hardcore on the gold foil side and do too much of it, it i think it may be a little much but um i do think they're a nice little add to have i don't think they're um necessarily the greatest investment for value gotcha and i think that's i think that's fair to say now you ha- mentioned the ll system and i'm just going to use that as a transition to our next next topic here with the living legend system being updated this uh past few days and so basically now, uh, LSS is saying, okay, heroes are hitting the Living Legend status a little too fast. We need to slow things down. So what we've seen as far as just the raw numbers have been basically halved. So instead of, you know, a pro t- or like a uh, calling, the U.S. Nationals calling giving you 200 points, it's 100. Or it's 150 points, now it's just 100 points. Uh a national champ instead of 40 points it's just 20 points like a lot of these numbers have just been cut significantly and that's so that we don't have a hero just enter living legend as fast now that we already have three in there okay yeah i mean how's that gonna let me okay i fumbled my bad you go for it that's okay what do you what do you think on that jonathan yeah, I think it's really interesting because uh, in the article that LSS produced, they they kind of brought it down into into one area that I, I really enjoyed saying was that um, James White measured measured the meta by saying, hey, you know, sometimes we're going to have times where we need to slow down the meta and reduce the amount of XP for any given amount of heroes, and then sometimes we'll need to expand how much XP we're giving out uh, for the Living Legend side. So those points... We, we might see more changes in the future, to be honest. And I think uh, the recognition of that is definitely a very strong point and something that I like to see because um, really all these things, were, they're works in progress, right? So Yeah, the, he's, he's definitely saying very fluid with this. And I'm sure like maybe some people do want just like, all right, here's the rules and this is how it goes no matter what. But with this game, like you say, being as new as it is, it's going to... Like it's going to have some fluidity to it. And I think that is a good thing. Um, You know, just trying to figure out where it, the living legend points need to be. Cause this is, uh, as far as I know, this is pretty, this is a unique factor to flesh and blood. So I think this is something that needs to be perfected and that there is no previous models to base off of. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, when you when you come around to it, um, I think LSS did kind of talk about how many active heroes that they wanted to see, active and new heroes. So I think right now we're around 16 legal heroes that you can play mm-hmm. adult in Classic Constructed. That's not even including the young, right, that you can bring in. <laughs> yeah, the technicality, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like for adult heroes that you can that are really meta-worthy, I, there are 16 of them right now, and they really enjoy seeing that. Um, so... I think somewhere around there, like a 15 to 20 heroes 
um, being viable and creating a meta that way and, and forging it that way, I think is a very smart take from LSS. And I'm kind of glad to see um, kind of from the top down more of their vision. Because the more that we hear from them on their vision, the more we can interact and give our opinion and mm. LSS can change in the future. So them giving out as much information as they have given is a really great sign to see because um, it really opens up to more collaboration in the future, right? Yeah, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. Um, and yeah, they the game, the like LSS seems to... Despite how it feels sometimes, it they do seem to interact with more of their player base, uh, at least more often than I've seen with other TCGs. So um, this game is, you know, not like huge like like Magic would be. So it does have that opportunity to kind of be able to listen to its uh, player base. Um, but it, I want to talk about one thing here that really stuck out to me on this article talking about the LL system. And I'll get your, I'll get y'all's thoughts on it. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the hero's uh, like lifespan, as far as like how long a hero will be in uh, the 16 to 20 heroes that uh, you would see during any given season. And LSS came out and said that they think that the good lifespan looks like 15 to 20 months from release. Yeah, so let me oh, let wow. me get your thoughts on that first, Gabe. Like, what do you what do you think? Do you think that's um, good amount? Or do you think that's uh, you know, who cares? Or fifteen to twenty months, and that's with new heroes entering the format. Yes, so like saying that six heroes a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Four to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, around there. Fifteen. Okay, that's that. Well, I'm just gonna round that up to two years just to make my mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Um. But the long, that's very estimate. But I don't like that. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't know if I can get behind, unless I get the LL format rolling really good. I don't think I want to lose. That's, that's glorified standard. Okay. Um, okay. Like from magic days, like standard was what every two years they rotate out. Oh, I see what you're going at here. That's literally just going to be like glorified standard at this point. So unless they can really hone in on it, like, a more of an old school LL format. That's kind of not up my vibe. Interesting. That's a good because you get those people that really, I guess, bring back to magic. And I know it's a bad thing to do, but you get those people that love their pet deck and they always want to play it in the format, or they don't have the money. So if the shit's rotating every two years, and they're not getting new heroes in it with the same class mechanics. It might cause an uproar. Yeah, that's uh, that's really yeah. No, I I. I didn't think of it like that. I think that's pretty interesting to to say because, you know, I think if we look at Katsu, it's been over two years that he's been around, and now we get Fi, which is the new ninja. It kind of feels like if if it is going to be like a, obviously, you know, there's going to be heroes that won't necessarily get up there, right? That won't be able mm-hmm. to LL within two years. And those heroes, it feels like we're just going to keep seeing them year after year after year until they finally get their chance. Um, and I guess supplemental sets help with that. But when we look at stuff like Katsu into Fi, it makes me wonder if Fi, if like if we went by this system here, where you, every hero is given about fifteen to twenty, you know, months of a lifespan, maybe Fi was to replace Katsu. Oh. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. So I, I kind of, I know we just kind of 
discuss two topics here, so I kind of want to uh, tr- backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, just uh, to Gabe's point, I wanted to say that I really appreciate hearing the magic side of things. Uh, being a non-MTG player, I think it's great to explore that kind of space and see where we're going. And I think there is a fair bit of um, flesh and blood players that um, don't have experience in other card games. So I think that's really good. And I think those people definitely appreciate you, however taboo it may seem initially, <laughs> right? So yeah. I really appreciate getting that insight. And then, um, you know, when you're talking about kind of old school heroes and like the living legend system, I kind of wonder that, you know, when the living legend system was first introduced, it was one point per calling. And once True. you got 10 points, you attained living legend. Um, oh. And they changed it because Bravo was actually um, the only <laughs> hero that was really in contention to getting living legend <laughs> based off of that system. And with the indru- introduction of more callings and pro tours down the line, they wanted to change that system, right? So it inadvertently kind of helped Guardian, but like some of those old four heroes, like I, I almost feel like they'll never see Living Legend status. It and seems that was, hard to believe, right? That was Which, their chance. I feel like. I, so I feel like I got a really good something to throw onto that, not to um, change subjects or interrupt. That's what it's all about. I think I totally um was an interview with James White, or is one of like the devs of Flesh and Blood? Okay. And they were talking about the complexity of heroes and how every new set, they're going to get a little more complex and complex. Mm -hmm. And then while they're talking about that, because, you know, it adds ice, draconic, royal, everything's adding to it. They were um, talking about how LSS or some of the game designers wants to keep the original four heroes to hopefully not hit living legend status since they are the easiest and most fundamental way to learn to play the game without it being confusing as shit. I mean... Well, that kind of goes back to, you know, what you're saying with the Bravo, you know, keeping them out of the living legend by changing up the points. Um, but, I mean, they, it is right. I mean, they are the most basic. They are probably the easiest. And they seem to be pretty far away from being LL'd. So it's like, do you think that they'll ever, like keep trying to push it so certain heroes won't get LL'd or do you think they'll just let it happen? I think they're going to go for this 15 to 20 months deal. They seem to be pretty set on that. So I think they're going to, going back to the fluidity of it, they're going to increase the speed or decrease the speed. And so is that like a hard 15 to 20 months per every single hero or just a powerful one? Okay, go ahead. That's a really good point that you you bring up here, right? The fifteen to twenty. I, I you know, looking at it at face value, I think it is quite a bit high. But um, I also want to look back and at more of the recency bias that we've had and the heroes that are in Living Legend and how powerful they were to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, overpowered, right? I, I think be the best. Some stayed around too long. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Um, it really comes down to um, future balancing at the end of the day and how much they will they'll give weight into that and uh, the ban and suspended announcements how how much they're on top of that um, and that will really kind of help define that 15 months of being uh, oppressive right or um, more fair right so in from what I've seen from LSS it does look like they're they're taking more of a Kaizen approach to to their system, Living Legend and Banned and Suspended. So I think in the future we can see see more from this, but yeah, looking at it right now and given 
um, more of the recent heroes, uh, I am a little concerned um, just at face value. But overall, I think um, there is a lot of improvement that can come down. In 15, yeah, I... <laughs> I would prefer closer from like eight to 20 months. I'd prefer a wider net on that because like sometimes <laughs> I don't really, I don't want to hear around for more than a year if they're super oppressive, but if they can balance it, then that's not an issue. Right. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I think that's, I think we've, I think we covered it guys. I think we, you know, and James white listens to this podcast, so he's going to take his notes. And, I've been told that. Yep. Yes. Yep. He's actually um, one of the, the top top ten listeners that we have. So, uh, I got I want to do something, Jonathan, because there's a reason why we keep having you back on, and it's because I, I it's almost like a segment now. But I want to get <laughs> I want to put the tin foil hat on because you have a very interesting theory when it comes to this LL system, and I really want to hear it again. Oh, man. Yeah, everyone get out the tinfoil, get out your aluminum. All right. (laughs) All right. So one of the biggest things that I've kind of noticed from um, the Living Legend system is that they've changed it twice now, right? And as we mentioned previously, the first time that they changed it, Bravo was the only hero that was even close to getting Living Legend status, right? So... But they nipped that in the bud. They said, no, we want Living Legend to not come as quickly, and we want it to be celebrated. So we took that bait, right? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll eat that up. Right? Bait and singer, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, eat whatever LSS is serving in that case, right? But then they changed it again, and they, they released a statement that essentially paints it that, hey, you know... Briar is really strong right now. We've seen four of them in the top four, four out of four, for PT2. <laughs> and because of this, we believe that Briar will hit living legend status at nationals. And if they do not, we will balance them. That was the general wording of what they said, right? Yeah. But now that we're post that ban and restricted announcement and they've changed the living legend point system. Who stands to benefit the most but Guardian, who's returning back to the meta? Oldham and Pulsing right now. LSS, they're pulling an inside job right now. <laughs> Guardian supremacy, we're back again. So now that now that Oldham is back at the top of the meta, or he never really was other than Blitz, yep, yep. now he can... Now he can make his slow ascent up to the top. <laughs> yeah, grand, yeah. Stay around the for a while. Grandfather of time. Yeah, they <laughs> they lowered the the height of the stairs. Now he can hobble. He can hobble up to living legend status. <laughs> oh God. Oh. LSS LSS loves Guardian. That's all I can say. Now, whether that's a coincidence or not. We're not going to believe that, right? <laughs> yeah, we're done getting fooled. <laughs> it's a, yeah, the Illuminati, right? They're on us. Fool me once, <laughs> shame on you. Fool me twice, no, it won't happen. It won't happen. You know what? Just uh, to uh, uh, well, yeah, no, I, I, I'm all about it, man. I think I'm as a guardian main, I'm okay with this, but I'm wondering, it is his name is Oldham, grandfather of eternity. Perhaps this LL system will keep him in forever. 
and he should truly will be grandfather of eternity. Perhaps we shall find out. Um, okay, so that's uh, that's all the living legend uh, update that happened. That was probably the biggest thing that happened besides the nationals week kicking off here. Um, we have a few other little things coming up. Uh, there is some battle hardens being announced in Columbus, uh, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Uh, so the um, just throughout October, it looks like it's interesting that we're seeing like all these events like in October. Well, I guess the Battle Heart in Philadelphia will be at the World, so that one's in November. Uh, but it does allow for just a, some competitive players' last chance to get a PTI so that you can enter Worlds and play amongst the pros. Yeah, I will say it felt like a little bit of an afterthought uh, at first, um, just with the Battle Hardens coming in between um, Nationals and Worlds. Um, but I do think it gives people a little bit of an extra opportunity to get a more competitive gameplay in their area if they can't attend those events. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I do think that it's kind of nice to have those. Um, so I myself, I'll be participating in the Battle Hard in Dallas-Fort Worth um, in October. So you know, I think that. I'm gonna fly down and hang out with you guys and do the same. I mean, I, I've been able to like find tickets for like fifty dollars, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Jesus! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll like pay for you to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go there. We're gonna get ourselves some PTIs and some play mats. And I got that big Oldham card last time I went down to Dawes. That was pretty cool. I might have to do that again. Gabe, you should come down again, um, and we can go to Brahms again yeah. and meet your got your that. nemesis again. Sounds sounds pretty awesome to me. All right, if we're going to Brahms, like I'm coming with. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish you were there. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out this story here, a uh, little <laughs> story time segment. So, uh, this is Gabe's and Adam's. Like, I don't know if this is y'all first time in Dallas, but this is the first time we were all hanging out in Dallas, right? Yeah, first time we're all hanging out. And so I'm trying to show them, you know, the type of stuff you'd only find here in Texas. And Brahms is one of those things. I think you can find Brahms other places, but it's definitely a Texas restaurant. And I love Brahms. Uh, the ice cream is good and the, the burgers are good. Like, it's actually a good fucking restaurant. But we stand, because this is one of the busiest Brahms, <laughs> I swear. And we stand in line, I shit you not, for like an hour. Easily, yeah. easily. But we're having a good time. It's me, Gabe, Adam. We're all just talking and bullshitting, so it's all good. But in this whole hour, when we finally get to the front, what happens, Gabe? I'll let you take over from here. Oh, God. Yeah, let me jump in. Let me let me be captain here. Let me, let me first reiterate while we're in line. So me and Adam and Eric walk inside. We see each to the very end of the door. We're like, we can wait in line. It's just not going to be that bad. And then... Eric's like, no, let's just go wait in the car. I mean, Adam, like, what What do you mean wait in the car? Then wait for the line to get smaller? No, we're going to stay in line. Then Eric, like, puts his hands together and, like, huffs at us. And we're like, all right, well, we don't get it. Whatever. And so I got to read it at that point. Cause that, that, that tracks back to it. Do you so, understand what, I'm, what I'm, th- like, saying when I say that, Jonathan? Just I was going to explain at the end of it. But, yeah, if you, we can get I just I just want to know if Jonathan knows what I'm saying when I say let's go wait in the car. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a tricky. The the lines at Brahms, they get. It's there's a cult. There's a cult. <laughs> there is a cult. I think you're right. 
that's not I even mean, a tinfoil not... hat prediction right there. That's just true. <laughs> Dude, it, it sounds like you went in on rush hour uh, on Sunday ice cream. Dude, you know? I think that's literally what it was. <laughs> it was horrible. All right, go ahead, go ahead. So, so I get to the, the counter, and I, I'm a little fuzzy. I don't remember exactly what happened, because it took me a minute to re- recall this story when Eric's talking about it. And it's this kid. He's like 11, 12, 13 years old. I mean, like, this kid's a whippersnapper. Maybe 14. He's probably 14 because of, like, working ages or whatever. But he's a kid. And we've had an hour and a half to decide what we wanted to order. But in that hour and a half, I did not look at that menu once. <laughs> I did not even think about it. I'm like, I got time. I'll look at it when I get there. No, I don't even get there. until I don't look till I get there. And so the dude's like, hey, what do you want? I'm like, oh, shit. What do I want? You know, like one of those. And so I'm looking at it. And I'm getting confused. And so I, I order, like, this... Reese peanut butter cup frozen blizzard thing and he's like no no we can't do that i'm like then i list like another flavor i was trying to like make two different ice creams into one ice cream and he was like not having it eric you can jump in and help because i'm a little yeah no basically what happened was you were just like (laughs) he said no to your first one and each time you were trying to give out another one that was like you were you were compromising each time you're like uh, all right, well, can I just get ice cream with like Reese's thrown in? And he was like, what? And you're like, all right, can I just get ice cream? And you're like, huh? And it's, it's just like you could at the end, you got it, like something completely oh God, different yeah. than what you even wanted at the end. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I try to get that blizzard thing of Reese's. He says no. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's just get re- like the topping of Reese's. He's like, no. I'm like, all right, how about just the vanilla ice cream? Whatever. He's like confused. And he starts like pointing at the ice creams. He's like, this one? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't give a shit. Like, give me that one. I'm over it. I'm pissed at this point. Like, I'm just like, I don't even want to be there. I'm embarrassed. He's like, that one? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Then it points at this other one. He's like, that one too? I'm like, yeah, fuck me up. I don't care. And then, like, he tells me what it is. First of all, I'm allergic to it. So, but I'm, at this point, I'm like, I don't care. It was like it was like some banana pie or whatever, but I can't have gluten. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to die tonight, but I'm not going to say no. And so he puts it in the thing. And I'm just like, all right, well don't want any of this but great and then <laughs> so we basically yeah. waited an hour and a half it was horrible to like not even get what you wanted and that eric didn't even pay for that oh, yeah. he walked out without paying <laughs> i forgot Dude, about that, that. oh I why did you so expose to me right now <laughs> i'm fired up now yeah. i'm livid eric never pays no <laughs> <laughs> And then to make that kid even better, this kid was horrible at his job. I hope he's fired. Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm saying it. So when he gives Adam, Adam gets like a milkshake. And there's literally milkshake dripping <laughs> down right. the fucking cup. This kid looks he at was it. 14. And like, <laughs> he like looks at it and he's like pinching it with his fingers so he doesn't have to touch the dripping <laughs> ice cream. And, and he passes it to Adam while there's ice cream just dripping out the whole thing. Adam's hand is about to just get slaughtered with ice cream. And then I'm like, I don't suck to say shit. So I'm like, hey, bro, you put it in a real cup. Why don't you? Or something like that. I'm like, fix it. He's like, oh, right, right, right. Puts it in a new cup, gives it to Adam. And when he was like ringing me up, I don't even know what the fuck I paid for. But it was way more than I should have. Honestly, I don't even know how to feel right now. Because you're just dogging on like my memories, my nostalgia right now. And yeah, this kid needs a lot of training. Because like... (laughs) Being a milkshake connoisseur myself, like, you know, every time you get a milkshake, 
what you want to see is the employee with napkins in one hand. True. Yeah. The milkshake in the other hand revolving around the outside of that that milkshake, right? The the cup. A clean so, exchange. Yes, exactly. Oh. Make sure that the surface that I am receiving is clean, right? So, yeah. um yeah, I'm I'm a little saddened here because uh, I've been in that same exact scenario as Eric here where you come in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed wanting to show someone an experience of a lifetime right show them what you know because like realistically i grew up on brahms right and i have a lot of nostalgia around that so like i would only want to show people the best Mm -hmm. yep yep and then when you get to that moment and it's just all like the wheels (laughs) fall off the car did though oh man i can feel you fair I probably like loosened all those lug nuts. Like I'm a big part of why the wheels fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take a lot of a lot of blame on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Brahms does need a little bit of work. I'll be honest. I, I think for me, I would kind of define them as like the Chick Fil A before Chick Fil A was a thing. I think that's fair. Yeah, because they kind of had that cultish um, that cultish following. They they're only present in the five lower states in the U.S. here, so. Um, you know, it's really a southern thing, um, and, and it's like, a grocery before store. Chick-fil- before Chick Fil A yeah, popped like, off, milk. I was so confused. Yeah, I mean, like as far as like cult level following, I feel like as far as fast food goes, Brahms is Brahms is a place. I, I, you can't get better crinkle cut French fries. I'll tell you that. True, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, um, yeah. So that was our little Brahms story. So you want to come to Dallas and uh, do it again, Gabe? Yeah, I was uh, just looking at plane tickets. I found one for two fifty. <sighs> it's so expensive to fly out where you're. As from. long as I get to hang out with your very beautiful grandmother again, I will be Dude, there. Dude, yeah, we will. We will all be there. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, so since we'll all be there, if any of our listeners can leave a comment in the comment section saying that um, they've listened this far to the Brahm segment, we'll give a free invite. Oh, to I that love this. Lucky follower. I love to have- this. To have dinner with us. At, this at is the why legendary... you're a guest. Damn, that's good. Oh, man. He's... Oh, I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed now. <laughs> We're going to go to Brahms. <laughs> We're going to add yeah, to the he's... cult. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, man. I like that's that. Good. Genuinely, though, good stuff. Like if, that ha- if they comment, they get there, they're the first one. Sneep will buy their dinner as long as they're not greedy and get a lot of food. Nah, you, you still gotta do it, man. They they're gonna yeah, they're gonna grab a gallon of milk too because you can't. Have <laughs> they are gonna get the milk and take <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna make the meal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Brahms does sell meat. My grandparents still shop for groceries at Brahms. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. It's so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit! All right, dude. What a you know what is there. I, I feel like ending on Brahms might be the best thing to do here, unless there's something else we missed. I don't know. That's just pretty sweet treat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave him some dessert to finish on. Yeah, I love dessert. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, cool. I'm going to go ahead and sign us out, dude. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. I We, uh, we really do appreciate, you know, we are growing slowly but surely in listeners and we definitely appreciate you guys taking the time and listening to us bullshit around. And we hope to see you next week as well. Uh, but in the meantime, if you're if you're on that competitive grind, get ready for your nationals. You know, good luck. I hope uh, I hope you know how to play against Olden and Briar. 
Um, but if you're just playing for fun, dude, what what time better than now? Uh, but yeah, until next time, guys. Thanks for listening, and thanks for coming on, Mr. Jonathan and Mr. Gabe. <laughs>